You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron here in the Caldwell Anchor Group 1 Realty Studio in Westmoreland, alongside Jake Martin from the Washita Citizen. What up, Jake? How you doing this morning, bud? What's up? How you doing? I'm here. Back from NOLA. <laughs> I hope you got some stories for us. I got a few stories. Yeah. Okay. Tell those within uh, the next uh, two hours. You can hit us up on the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line 888-993-7762. Go to stuartshelby.com for a free quote. Phone went out uh, on Friday. <laughs> so I've been without a phone since Friday. How it have really you survived? Did, it didn't bother me for the first uh, day or two because, you know, you're down there doing your kind of thing. And But now you return and you forget just how dependent you are on your phone. So dependent. Yes. It's like, because you don't know anybody's numbers. No. Like, you don't remember anybody's numbers. So when you I had no way to phone, get a hold of you. Yeah. You emailed me. Yeah. <laughs> We've been communicating via email. Uh, yeah, that's that's got to be tough. I should have mailed you a letter, right? That's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for it in the mail. So if anybody's been trying to get a hold of me, well, uh, maybe by later today. Or at least that's his excuse. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. This could all be fabricated yes. for all I know. Uh, <laughs> plenty to discuss. You got some headlines on this, uh, what is today, Tuesday morning. Happy Mardi Gras. Happy Mardi Gras, indeed. Yeah, uh, I guess we have to start with uh, ULM, with, with Sam McDaniel yeah. earning the, the Conference Player of the Week. Much deserved. Uh, he averaged 23 points per game and 10 and a half rebounds per game in those back-to-back overtime wins. Big week for ULM. I was happy to see them uh, give the player of the, of the week to Sam McDaniel. I wasn't tuned into uh, ULM on Saturday when I was down in uh, New Orleans, but when I did see the score and then read up about the Warhawks, I want to talk about two just mammoth victories. Uh, I look forward to catching up with uh, Coach Richard later today. Then, of course, we'll have him on the show Tomorrow, uh, they'll return home to play Texas Arlington on Thursday. Pretty good for this program to have two big wins against two teams last week that were uh, second and third yeah. in the conference. Yeah, and it's like I said, like going on this road trip to, to Georgia, you know, nobody expected them to come away with two two victories. Two overtime wins, huge for the program. Uh, they got a lot of momentum, and this gives them even more momentum. It'd be nice to see a, a nice crowd out there at Fan Ewing come uh, Thursday night versus Texas Arlington. We got a ball game tonight, correct? Speaking of a team that's raised a few eyebrows, especially how they took care of business versus Ole Miss on Saturday. See, LSU is on the road. They play at Alabama. I think this is this is a fun matchup just because the last time we saw them play. Did you say C as in like the Spanish? Like yes. Yeah, I don't know why. Ah. Uh, it's early. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm gonna bring you a lot of randomness today. <laughs> C. C, yeah. We. How about that? Uh, So this LSU-Alabama matchup, it's it's exciting to me because, A, it was the last time Will Wade lost his his mind with that technical foul, remember, late in the game. Uh, He's done much better in controlling his emotions since then. Uh, And, B, the last time we saw these two play, Colin Sexton and Tremont Waters were going at it. And – if you if you watched any of, of college basketball, you'll know that th- those are two of the best players in the conference. Colin Sexton's going to be a lottery pick. He's he's really really good, um, but it seems like these two don't like each other. Like they had a couple of times where they they weren't like uh, shoving each other or anything like that, but it was just a couple of, of like I'm not going to move for, for you. Like they were both in each other's way, and both of them were reluctant to move for the other. Just really competitive because it's like two alphas going against each other. So I enjoy that, and I'm looking forward to watching them uh, square up again tonight. I want to see if Reese can continue the offensive terror that he has been yeah. on. Uh, against Ole Miss, he was 10 of 12 from the field. A uh, huge game for him. Will it continue now tonight versus Alabama? Yeah, that was his – I would, man, he's had a lot of good performances this year, but I would say that was probably his best performance of the year. Uh, Skylar Mays was great too, uh, especially in the second half. So yeah, they need they need production from everyone. You know, this is last time they played Alabama. They were out physical. They were muscled around. Let's see if they can you know have a better performance tonight. Uh, since the weekend, now you got LSU back on the bubble. 
<laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, just checking. Yeah, no, no, no. They, I thought they had a golden opportunity with Florida. Like, I thought a win against Florida, that would give you seven top 50 wins. And then I'm like, okay, I can buy this. But mm. that didn't happen. And, you know, beating Ole Miss is, I guess this is a good uh, transition, beating Ole Miss is, is not that big of an accomplishment this year because they are uh, further down in the SEC, which has led to – uh, reports of Annie Kennedy stepping down as head coach of Ole Miss. And now those reports, he has a press conference yesterday, and Andy Kennedy steps up to the podium and says this will be his final year with the Rebels. So Andy Kennedy, you look at his tenure and how long he has been there, uh, what is it, like 10, 11 consecutive winning seasons? You're going to have a hard time getting to it this year, but – yeah, it, but he has missed the tournament four straight years, yeah. and this is looking like it's going to be the fifth straight year. And you know, as good of a guy as Andy Kennedy is, from from you know, we hear from other media members how great he is, how genuine of a guy uh, he is, and how, how how awesome he is to work with. You, you got to win. You got to go to the postseason. And although he's had you know a lot of success at Ole Miss, you missed the tournament four straight years. You know, it becomes tough to hang on to your job, especially when. You see so much turnover in the SEC, and everybody's kind of like you see what Tennessee's done with Rick Barnes. You see what Auburn's done with Bruce Pearl. These new coaching hires are, are working out. So I think it's tough when you miss the, the tournament consecutively. Yeah, 11-14 and 14 overall right now, 4-8 and eight in the SEC for Ole Miss. He is in the middle of his 12th year at Ole Miss. Man, time flies. I yeah. uh, had one run-in with Andy Kennedy. Uh, he came and applied for the uh, ULM job before Orlando Early yeah. got it. Uh, and, and this is, you talk about first impressions, and something just sticks with you. Uh, back then, for some reason, the finalists for the ba- basketball job, they made them available to the media. So they would sit around and we'd ask them questions. Really? Yeah. That is crazy. So, so Andy Kennedy shows up for his interview. One, he had to borrow a sports jacket from someone. And then second, the thing I can't get out of my mind, he didn't have any socks on. <laughs> <laughs> and why that continues to stand out and why I noticed. Well, what, shoes, what kind of shoes was he wearing? Loafers. Uh, yeah. And, but, but you could definitely see there were no socks. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if he had them plopped up on the desk. If it was that casual, why I noticed he didn't have socks on. But maybe that's why he didn't get the job and they gave it to Orlando early. <laughs> maybe that's why. <laughs> Man, that was unfortunate <laughs> circumstance for uh, ULM. Yeah. Would have wore socks. Maybe it would have turned out different. Maybe. Maybe Warhawks wouldn't have been, what, near the death penalty for college <laughs> basketball with Orlando Early. Just saying. Just saying. Um, and while we actually got a clip from okay. Randy Kennedy uh, yesterday talking about uh, this situation uh, unraveling at Ole Miss. For those of you who know me, I've, I've always prided myself in, in being direct and in being accountable. Uh, so with that, I'd like to, to just address this ominous cloud that seems to be hovering over our program. I, I woke up Sunday morning with a true conviction uh, that there need to be some clarity as it relates to the future of Ole Miss basketball moving forward. Uh, I've been blessed, truly blessed, to have had the opportunity to be a head coach in the Southeastern Conference in my home state for 12 years. That is a, a true blessing. Uh, this I know. I also know that it's time for a new voice and a new vision for this program moving forward. So with that said, uh, at the end of this season, I'll be stepping down in my role as the head coach at Ole Miss. I have too much respect for this university. I have too much respect for the position of being a head coach in the SEC to allow uh, any speculation about my job status to create a divisive distraction for this program and for the people who support it. Uh, I'm at complete peace with this decision. Uh, I truly am. Well said. Yeah, very well said. And his boss, the athletic director, sitting there right next to him. Yeah. Um, The thing with that, you know, I was just thinking about this Ole Miss team this year. They're really good at home. Like, it's crazy how good they are at home. But when they go on the road, they're a completely different team. That's why when LSU won, you know, Saturday, I was like, man. I thought you were going to make comparisons to football. LSU beat a team, then a week or two later, that coach would say, well, I'm stepping down or he's getting fired. (laughs) Well, I was not going there. But whatever. Uh, I got to – real quick. Same with college hoops. uh, Grambling, they continue to streak. Uh, The men now have won 10 games in a row. They take care of business. 
last night on the road versus uh, Texas Southern. News not so good for the women. Their uh, five-game winning streak is snapped on the road. But uh, the G-Men continue to get it done. Ten straight. Wow. Yeah, they were 4-12 and 12 before this win streak happened. 4-12. <laughs> and 12. What a turnaround. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I want to mention one tweet from yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. probably didn't see it because you don't have your phone. Uh, it just NBA tweets out a, a video. of It says, New Laker Channing Fry gets to work before Lake Show practice. And it's Channing Fry like, getting some weights in. Dwayne Wade retweets it and says, that's all for the cameras. He never lift weights. Nice. I thought that was hilarious. Mm. Just straight up calling him out kind of shows you a little bit of that divide that was in that Cav locker room. Trolling. Absolutely. Mm. Uh, other headlines, uh, soccer playoffs continue to roll along. Uh, we talked about the fact that Northeast Louisiana is making some uh, headway in North Louisiana against the Southern squads. Well, bad news yesterday as we uh, took one on the chin. A number of teams uh, going down, including the Washita boys. They were a number three seed. They go on the road, and they lose one and nil. Uh, Sterlington falls. Uh, then on the girls' side, uh, West Washita and West Monroe also lose. Yeah, yeah, disappointing. But, you know, it was a heck of a run. This was unexpected. This was kind of fun while it lasted. But, you know, I guess we're still a football area mm. after all. Uh, did you do an Olympic minute yesterday? <laughs> uh, I'll let Matt handle it. Yeah. He, Matt Reynolds stepped in, and uh, he 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 actually watches the Olympics. Really? Yeah. So you haven't? You you told me you watched a few minutes over the weekend. I watched ten minutes, man. Yeah. Ten minutes, and tops. you were forced. Hey, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I was, it was it was on, a, and I was in the room. Let's just say say that. I want to get to. Uh, we'll do the Olympic minute uh, later on, but I just want to get to. Can we define? The different sports and, and what kind of athlete it takes to be in the Winter Olympics. I tried to bring in lose to Jake in our pre-show meeting. He didn't even know what the lose was. I didn't even was. know what that was, yeah. Uh, let's go. I mean, like, so apparently they just lay down and, and slide down a hill. Yeah, and you're going 60, 70 miles an hour. Yeah, but how athletic do you have to be to do that? you got to have some guts. you got to have some guts, yeah, but that's not athletic <laughs> ability. So you put lose – I don't even know what they're called. They call losers. <laughs> <laughs> you put that behind Lex Luger's uh, a curler. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Golly, this I, is like I actually googled it. Uh, this is going to be the worst debate because uh, curlers no uh, athletes. I, I googled it and I'll, I'll give you the response later on. I'm gonna guess that it, no, they're not athletes. You watch some figure skating, so you would put figure skating ahead of a, a loser or a yeah. Guy I mean, curls. that's at least yeah, that's difficult. Like that takes you know body strength and uh, you know you got to be balanced and hmm. you got to be able to skate too i mean i can't even skate and they're out there doing all these twirls and snowboarding stuff. downhill skiing so here's my question what's more difficult snowboarding or skiing i i have absolutely no idea i've never been skiing well my vast experience from the <laughs> when i was there for two days <laughs> Well, both my, are hard. Shouldn't shouldn't okay. This is coming at it with complete ignorance. Yeah, I would think snowboarding would be tougher because at least skiing you have two poles beside yeah. you to help balance yourself. But I could be completely off. Some yeah. people probably text in be like, "Y'all are idiots." Yeah. Skiing's the most. Wouldn't difficult. be the first time. Yeah. Well. <laughs> so you're putting. Uh, so, Tommy says, "How much athleticism does it take to speak into the mic?" <laughs> Good point. Yeah, we don't consider ourselves to be a sporting event either. Yeah. 888-993-7762. Help us out. Uh, rank the athletes uh, in terms of uh, levels. Uh, downhill skiing is number one. Is it? Yeah. So it's harder than snowboarding. I don't know. I, I oh, I thought you, I couldn't master. You said it with such conviction. Skiing. I thought you uh, looked it up. Of all those five, though, yeah, I'd put it ahead of snowboarding. But you've never snowboarded. Oh, that's true. <laughs> haven't curled either. We have no knowledge haven't on this. Haven't curled either. <laughs> I feel like you and I could 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 do some curling. Uh, Derek says uh, lose requires lower and upper body strength to make the turns when you're in the little tube. There you go. There's probably some analysis there. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Derek. Uh, probably some abdominal strength, right? Yeah. But um, Ooh, Sherman cross country skiing probably you have to be in the best shape. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you that one. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. It's all part of the starting lineup. Brought to you by Louisiana Paint Care. The starting lineup. Are you crying? The starting lineup. Are you crying? Starting lineup. Are you crying? <laughs> the starting lineup. There's no crying. Let's get to the starting lineup. 
I, okay, Quint says, I can't do figure skating because the scoring is not objective. <laughs> it's based purely on how the judges like the routine and the athletes. Can you imagine playing basketball without a scoreboard? Yeah. And depending on how judges like each team to figure out a winner. Uh, style points. Style points, Aaron. Apparently, this was some controversy. I saw this, you know, some, some talking heads discussing this whole deal where uh, the judges are not like somebody would fall but they had done all these little intricate Mm -hmm. things right and so they got a better score anyway there's a lot of controversy with with the skating i don't know you're the winter olympic expert i figured you would be able to uh, shed some light on that for us Hmm. i did see a lady land the the triple axel i think the first woman to ever do it right yeah all right, we got to get off of Olympic. We're killing our show. <laughs> uh, Gus Cattengill will join us for his weekly visit at 8 o'clock. Eric Conco from Louisiana Tech. Duncan Dogs head coach will join us at 8.30. Leon Barmore doesn't do many uh, sit-down interviews, but I had an opportunity to uh, talk to him uh, recently. We're going to share that interview with you later in the show. Just great stuff on his career. Also, just uh, Lady Textures in general. You're not going to win and miss that. We will play that here in the 7 o'clock hour. Richie <laughs> says, I watched some cross-country ski event last night where they shot toy rock rifles every mile. Dumbest thing I've ever seen. Mm. Scale of 1 to 10, Winter Olympics. Where are you at? 1. <laughs> Can I go 0? Because I don't watch it. I'd rather watch Seinfeld re- reruns, honestly. Nice. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll take that back. I would. I'm interested in the hockey. Like when the hockey starts, I'll try to watch that. That I like hockey. Mm. I, I won't say like hockey. I I tolerate hockey. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. We're off and running this morning on the morning drive. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing with Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want, at Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. Live to drive. Broken window? Sounds like you need Glassworks of West Monroe. Glassworks specializes in the highest quality residential glass. From insulated glass to protect your home from the worst weather to vinyl replacement windows with a lifetime warranty to custom installed mirrors and shower doors. Glassworks service is unmatched and their price is always competitive. Let them save you money. Glassworks, 800 Jonesboro Road across from the mill in West Monroe. 387-4747. Men, you know how you can never find the right gift for that special woman in your life? Here's the answer from Spa Nouvelle. It's Spa Nouvelle's Spa Day Escape. The Spa Day Escape includes a 90-minute luxurious massage, 90-minute red carpet facial treatment, and lunch. Get her a special gift from Spa Nouvelle. 1705 Lammy Lane in Monroe. Call Spa Nouvelle at 807-1060. That's 807-1060. Don't get blindsided by health care costs. Call Vantage Health Plan today. We've teamed up with a network of local providers in order to provide better health care to our area. Vantage crushes the competition with affordable plans. Find out more information on how to join our winning team. Call Vantage Health Plan today at 1-888-823-1910 or go online to VantageHealthPlan.com. Let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston. You know, when you come back from New Orleans, you should give yourself like a day or two to detox, right? <laughs> you should. I feel like you're just you just gonna ask what phone? time it was. Yeah, I don't have a phone. <laughs> How do you get your news without a phone? That's a good question. Well, obviously, I didn't get the Ruston score last night. I, they won. They won two to one. Congratulations. Magnet. Nice. Yeah. Um, Aaron, I got a question for you. You know what tomorrow is, right? I think so. It's Wednesday. It's, it's, it's it is Wednesday. You're not incorrect. 
Are you looking for a unique gift idea this, oh, this Valentine's is good. Day? Jake's actually going to do a redo here. This may be the first time he's been on the show for, what, six months? Uh, who's keeping care? All right, go, rookie. All right, are you looking for a unique gift I sure is. idea this yeah. Valentine's Day? How about a relationship checkup from Amber White and the staff at Firm Foundations Counseling in Monroe? Every year. You go to your physician for your yearly routine checkup. Twice a year, you go to the dentist for a clean, cleaning and a checkup. Yet, how often do you go to professional therapists for a checkup on the most important relationship in your life? What would that be, Aaron? My relationship, my marriage. Wow. A lot of the hosts at Sports Talk 977 are taking the relationship checkup, and you should too. Mention Sports Talk 977 to receive a special discount on your initial visit. Call Firm Foundations Counseling today at 318-654-7010. That's 318-654-7010. Or go online to myfirmfoundations.com for more information. Good job, man. Better than Knocked Olympic out of that park. Olympic. Yeah, yeah that's better than an Olympic moment. That was a bronze-like performance oh, there by you, Jake. I'll take it. Uh, tomorrow's a National Ring Cleaning Day, Clint says. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, he also says negative 20 for Winter yeah, Olympics. Yeah. I, I can't disagree. All right, so we failed to mention, because we got carried away with the Winter Olympics talk. never thought I'd say that sentence ever in my life. Um, we failed to mention that the LHSA girls basketball playoffs dropped yesterday. Uh-huh. Dropped. Um, I like that. Dropped, yeah. So, uh, in the 5A ranks, you've got the Rustin Lady Bearcats. Sorry, I just lost my list. We've got the Washita Lady Lions. They are the number four seed in the state playoffs, and they will play host to Airline at 6 p.m. Thursday uh, West Monroe, who got the 16th seed, they will host Thibodeau at 5.30 Thursday. Um, and in 4A, we've got the Neville um, Lady Tigers. They will host Bastrop at 6.30 Thursday. They got the number three seed. They had a heck of a season. Hmm. And uh, they went back-to-back undefeated um, in district. That's the first time that they've done that. Um, West Washington got the 16th seed. And they will host uh, Booker T. Washington. And in 3A, you got 3A, Aaron? I certainly do. Uh, you look at that, uh, Richwood's a number 17 seed. They'll go on the road to take on uh, Marksville. Uh, Wasman, of course, with uh, Dean and number 8 seed. They will be at home on Thursday. Uh, also in that uh, district, you look down, uh, Carroll comes in as a number 6 seed. So uh, well represented by a district 2, 3A. Some pretty high seeds. Uh, Sterlington, uh, also in that district, they are the number 22 seed, and uh, I think that is it. Caldwell Parish, number 18 seed. <laughs> in 1A, uh, Del High got the number one overall seed. They got a bye. Did you skip over 2A or what? Did I skip 2A? Yeah. I thought you were. Okay. Well, we'll get back. Uh, Del High got the number one overall seed. Uh, Hainesville got the number 21 seed. Uh, they will play at Tensaw. Uh, Johnsboro Hodge got the number three seed. They get a bye in the first round. Oak Grove, the number 22 seed, they will play at Grand Lake. And I think that's it. You got, you got 2A? Uh, in 2A, you have uh, Winfield's a number nine seed. Uh, so they'll be at home in the first round. Uh, Mangum comes in as a number 13 seed. They will be at home versus uh, Port Allen. Uh, Faraday, uh, Lady Trojans, number three seed. Mm-hmm. Pretty impressive. Uh, also, Ravel comes in as a number seven seed. They will be home in the first round. And uh, that is it. Delhi Charter is a number 31 seed. So they sneak into the postseason. And Claiborne Christian uh, got the number one seed in Division Five. They have a bye all the way to the semis. So they are two wins away from being state champions in Division Five and Division Four. Um, Checking it out here. Washtenaw Christian got the number 13 seed. Cedar Creek got the number four seed. They will have a bye in the first round, and they will play the winner of Washtenaw Christian versus Sacred Heart in the second round. And St. Frederick got the number 18 seed, and they will travel to play number 15, St. Edmund. All right, so that was some captivating radio there (laughs) as we went through the uh, girls' playoff brackets for you. Uh, We'll have a test later on for Jake. 
Okay. And we got to get our schedule straight on Thursday. How many of these games we can actually make? Yeah. Uh, good luck. To, good luck with that. Uh, While well, that's taking place, uh, Johnny Manziel is doing the uh, PR thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's going on any radio show or uh, TV show he can get to get his message out there that he is a changed man, Jake. Yeah. This is comeback season, man. Yeah. It's it's all about the comeback and. I got to say, you know, we, we like to have fun uh, talking about Johnny Menzel because, you know, he he screwed it up. He, he screwed it up, and, and it was all off the field. But I got to tell you, this was a really good interview. I, you know, p- some people might be hesitant to believe what he's saying, you know, thinking that he's just wanting to get back into football. I understand that, but for anyone to go on national TV like this and to kind of put himself out there – and uh, kind of own up to a lot of the, a lot of his previous mistakes, you know. I give him credit for that. And um, this is just a little uh, snippet of what he had to say yesterday. I believe this was on Good Morning America. I was self-medicating with alcohol. Like that's what I thought was making me happy and helped me get out of that depression to a point of where I felt like I had some sense of happiness. But at the end of the day, when you wake up the next day after a night like that or after going on a trip like that and you wake up the next day and that's all gone and that liquid courage or that liquid like sense of euphoria that's over you is all gone and you're left staring at the ceiling by yourself and you're back in that, that depression and back in that hole, that dark hole of sitting in a room by yourself being super depressed thinking about all the mistakes you've made in your life, what did that get me? Where did that get me except out of the NFL? Where did that get me disgraced? Mm. That was a portion of uh, Good Morning America there, courtesy there of ABC. He has been diagnosed, according to Johnny Football, as bipolar. He's taking medication for it. Uh, the other thing that certainly, and I think uh, the comparisons between him and Baker Mayfield, I think Baker is probably the one that, like, yes, you go, Johnny. Uh, saying, you know, Johnny Manziel saying that uh, they are completely different people. A lot of people have been making similarities between the two, and I don't think that's fair to uh, Baker Mayfield. And Manziel pretty much said the same thing. Yeah, he did. And, and I do want to point out one one more thing he said is he said that he had a sense of entitlement at Texas A&M after winning the Heisman. I thought that was that was a really good quote uh, from him, just to, just to own it, man, just to own the mistakes. And I'm rooting for him. You know, he's he's one of the most exciting players I've ever seen. And, and because of that, you know, I've always been a fan of his. And to see him, I think this is a really good first step. Now, it, I think it's easier to, to admit your problems than to actually stick with it and continually progress and, 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 and beat it every day because it's going to be a battle every day for him. But uh, I certainly hope he can get back out there. And, you know, who knows? Maybe he can light it up in the XFL or – Maybe even the NFL one day. We'll see. 888-993-7762. It's the Stuart Shelby State from Hotline slash Text Line. Oh, we got one from Steve. Steve, we've missed you. He said, hi, fellas. I hope you guys are doing great. I wanted to let you know that I haven't forsook you, although I haven't heard you in a while. I don't know if Fox told you, but I'm in the hospital. Apparently, I had a light stroke, BP issues, and now await surgery on the arteries in my neck. One side has 70-90 blockage. I guess they go in there and clean it out, you know, kind of. Like Ringo cleaning his rings. It would be a fun thing to uh, have it done, but sometimes things are just necessary in life. I uh, miss you, fellas, and I hope uh, to be back with you soon. Keep doing the fine job that you do. Get well, Steve. Yeah, we hope you get well, Steve. We've, we've missed your text. Uh, we, we, you, you've brightened our day with your with your text, uh, with your knowledge, and uh, almost poetic-like text. Mm. 888-993-7762. The Morning Drive is back after this. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. The way you purchased a car in the past is changing. With Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, shop our inventory new and used, value your trade, and apply for financing from home on your couch in the comfort of your bed. Wherever you choose, whatever you want. At Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com, we'll hand you your keys so you can get to the important things in life. Visit Ronnie Ward Toyota of Ruston.com. Drive your dream. 
Growth, efficiency, professionalism, qualified staff. It's what all healthcare facilities are aspiring for, and that is what we do. Legacy Rehabilitation, offering physical, occupational, and speech therapy solutions for a wide variety of healthcare facilities, including acute care hospitals, inpatient rehab, long term care facilities, and outpatient therapy clinics. Whether you have staffing, management, or consulting needs, Legacy is awaiting your call. Call 318 255 5980 for more information or visit legacyrehab.net. Legacy Rehabilitation. The Morning Drive, sponsored by BOR, Bank of Ruston, now in Monroe, your investment property, business, and home loan specialist. Come see BOR at our new location, 2450 Tower Drive in Monroe, or call us at 812-BANK. BOR, we are your Monroe Banking Center. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Local Sports Talk is on the air on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. Welcome back to the morning drive. Before we uh, get to our next interview, we do have a couple more texts on the Stuart Shelby text line. Trent says, people mature a lot when they lose everything. I've seen lots of potential on Johnny at Cleveland. Just couldn't get together. Mm. It's really hard for young kids to have so much hype and fame. He was good in Aggieland. He was great. He, he was. And they awesome. renovated a stadium because of it. The yeah. money that he generated, and then also, I mean, you got to remember back in when he was at College Station, he literally was taking correspondence classes because he said he couldn't walk around campus. Yeah, and I believe that. <laughs> you know, he was a superstar. He really was. Um, but man, I keep going back to those those Alabama games and God, the place the place he made. We could do a whole top ten Thursday on the place he made in College Station. That was college, and, you know, that game doesn't translate no, a lot doesn't. of times to the NFL. No, um, it does not, but I, I, I had more hope for him just because you started seeing, like, success with, like, RG3 had a lot of success when he was – I know it, it wasn't sustainable, but mm-hmm. he did have that big rookie season. And after seeing that, I remember at the time I was thinking, well, maybe Johnny can work. Maybe maybe they can figure it out with Johnny. And you've seen more mobile quarterbacks. Russell Wilson? Yeah, you've seen more mobile quarterbacks make it work, and I think Johnny has the talent too. I just uh, – you know, all those off-the-field demons got to him. Mm-hmm. Certainly. Richie says, LeVar says, if Lakers pass on LiAngelo, Lonzo won't resign with them. Get these morons out of basketball. Couldn't agree agree more, Richie. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't agree more, Richie. Uh, I had an opportunity recently, and he doesn't do many interviews, uh, sit down with uh, Leon Barmore and just talk about his uh, remarkable career. thought today would be a great day to share a portion of that interview with you. Uh, you just look back at Leon Barmore's career and what he meant to uh, women's basketball and ba- basketball overall. I mean, a basketball Hall of Famer. You just start looking at, at the overall numbers, the pure dominance that the Lady Textures had. And I gave, uh, we were discussing it before the show, and I said, Jake, how many losses do you think Barmore had in his entire career? And then I told you, you're like, whoa. Yeah, it's insane. 576 wins and a grand total of 87 losses. That's not too shabby. Not too shabby. Literally from 91 to 2002 inside, of course, uh, well, the first 10 of those years in the Sunbelt Conference, and then the final year was in the WAC. They literally lost a grand total over a course of, uh, what, 11 years there, 10 conference games. It's ridiculous. And we've, we've told the stat before about Brooke Storer and, of course, just losing one conference game in her entire career. Right. Truly uh, amazing. Uh, so here's a little bit from uh, Leon Barmore just on his career overall and, of course, the status of the Lady Texters program right now and what it's like to watch one of his former players, Brooke Storer, roaming the sideline. Oh, well, uh, Brooke is uh, just like she's coaching she was as a player she's very smart she's very dedicated to the game uh, she came to practice every day uh, to, to give me everything she had uh, her senior year she was uh, the leading free throw shooter in the country and we certainly had it in her hands in the last few minutes of every single ball game and I can't tell you how many games we won in the last five minutes because she could knock down free throws and uh, but she was just a, a coach's dream, and uh, and I really, really 
enjoyed her coaching, uh, uh, her playing, and now her, her coaching. Did you know that she would eventually be a coach? Or she was you, know, you know, you could tell that right off. If that's what she chose to be, it didn't matter. Whatever she chose to be, she was going to be good at it. But you could just tell the knowledge was there, the, uh, the making decisions, what she would do on the court, what she'd do off, she would make the right decision. And you knew good and well that if she coached uh, a team, and now she's coaching here at Louisiana Tech, that she was going to put her players first, her university second, and just really make sure that uh, they did the right thing. We're all history buffs. We always love to hear about lady pictures and the traditions and how it all evolved. You go back to what you did in the high school ranks as a coach, and then they come and talk to you about joining the staff here. What were those early days like? Talking about the early days of Louisiana yeah. Tech? Well, certainly when I came, I was an assistant coach, and uh, but Ms. Hogue and I had a great relationship. The fact that she let me coach from day one. I would come over uh, two years before coming here. I'd come over after I got through at Ruston High School in the afternoon and help her with her team at Old Memorial Gym. So I grew up from the start with the program and joined it, I think, the third year it was in existence, and that was in 1978. And, and this kind of hit me the other day, knowing that we was going to honor this team. I coached in four decades, 78 through 2002, and uh, certainly in those four decades, we had some great players. And uh, uh, watching the program, in that, I think the second or third year, we went to the Final Four. And then when we signed uh, Pam Kelly and Kim Mulkey and that group, we, we really took off. And there were some really great teams. And in the 80s, we pretty much dominated, uh, and along with Tennessee, and then uh, uh, even was successful in the 90s. But uh, a, a great uh, run for me personally over a long period of time and doing it at the place that I played, Louisiana Tech. And I have such great love and respect for this for this university in all sports. But uh, to do it here in a, the town that I grew up in, uh, I just can't tell you, that just meant so much to me. It still does. Did you, were you curious how your coaching style was going to have to change or translate as you go from boys basketball to ladies basketball in college? You know, what pleased me was I came to, uh, 10 years in men's basketball. In fact, I started at Bastrop High School and coached at Ruston. But I'd coached boys for 10 years, so that was one thing when I came and started coaching the girls, and I, I said, you know, what? How you? I didn't change. The thing I tried to do more of, to be honest with you, was compliment our kids. I, I was pretty hard on driving and getting the best out of them and all this, and, and probably was uh, too tough on them at times, but I learned very quickly the good athletes, regardless whether it's boy or girl, wants to be coached, they want to be pushed, they want you to help them achieve uh, as much as it can out of them. And, and the ones that don't, you don't want them anyway. So the players that I had through the years that became All-American, even those that didn't, uh, and responded to my coaching, uh, it pleased me because I knew that they were the kind we wanted here in our program. As the thing really started rolling, you talked about the fact you make it to the Final Four and the Lady Texters brand and name was getting out there on the national scene. Was there a game or a time that you're like, wow, we're, we're making a difference and Louisiana Tech is on the map? Well, it was no question. It was a trip to uh, California. We played three games. Uh, UCLA was a defending national champs. Ann Myers had played on the team the year before, and we go to L.A. and play Long Beach, USC, and uh, uh, UCLA. And we beat all three of them, and we beat UCLA uh, like three or four points in Poly Pavilion. I sat right on the bench, and John Wooden had sat down to the other end, you know, and and uh, but any yeah it was i mean all the banners you're setting, so and we were an unknown team in america and ucla was man they were everything they were like i said defending champs so we won all three of those games came back coming down i-20 our fans had banners on the the bridge over over i-20 and uh and then the next day or two we got in the pole for the first time and then it just it just took off yeah i remember that well <laughs> Uh, I, I know you're not a guy that loved to travel, but you look back and you look back at the snapshots and the pictures. I mean, you've got to be flooded with some of those memories on just the good times and, of course, the relationships that you developed. Well, I didn't like to fly. I didn't like to travel, but I did. I did because uh, I had to. I had to make a living. I had to uh, coach a team that was one minute we were known in Louisiana, next minute we were known all over the United States and then all over the world. And I told this story before. When I first started out, we'd get on a plane and 
say, uh, we're from Louisiana Tech, and they say, oh, that's the home of Terry Bradshaw. And then after we started women, you get on a plane and say, hey, that's the home of the Lady Texture. So you don't think that meant a lot. It meant, <laughs> it meant a great deal. It made you just swell up with pride. But uh, yeah, we had to travel a lot, and, uh, and it was sometimes very difficult. Brooke just went through one going to uh, play in this last trip where she had a 10-hour layover in Atlanta and a six-hour plane didn't even leave Monroe for six hours. And the time she got there, it was like 3 a.m. in the morning. So Louisiana Tech has had to go through a lot of that. And, uh, but when you go through all those things like that and you come out and win, it means even much more to you. Did you know that you were going to be a coach early on? We talked about Brooke. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I knew this in, in sixth and seventh grade. I came over and saw Jackie Moreland play at Louisiana Tech. Mm -hmm. I went and saw Bobby James play at Ruston High School. And then, I don't know. I just, I just knew I wanted to be around sports and athletics. And basketball took off for me. And, yeah, I knew at an early age I wanted to be. And I, and I, and I worked at it. I, I kept books and goals and uh, everything I could get my hand on. I went to see the best coaches uh, in clinics, where it was Bobby Knight, Dean Smith, and John Wooden. I saw him, uh, you know, at a clinic and listened to him. Was there one thing you took away from Wooden? Uh, well, I remember seeing John Wooden at a clinic in Dallas, and uh, that morning it was like he's supposed to speak like nine o'clock, and I go down about eight and. He comes in, but at that time, I, I don't know what his age was, but he, he had been out jogging. And uh, he came in and, and gave the pyramid of success. And they will forget that, you know. And, and all coaches really worshiped him at the time because he was kicking everybody and, you know, uh, and winning at the time. But you kind of got from Wooden uh, how, to, how to handle players and how to love them and teach them and mold them. Uh, he wasn't a fiery kind of coach like Knight was, and I certainly learned a lot from Knight. I went to his clinic in Indiana, but I just try to learn from the best and not do anything all the way that one of them would do. I, I took a little from Knight, a little from Wooden, made my own mind up what's best. Scotty Robertson was one here at Tech who I played for and uh, got a lot of uh, information, you know, from Coach Robertson. And so uh, I had a lot of good people that I got information from. Plus, you had success early. I mean, that bastard. I mean, that, that state championship, what, the Knapp brothers? No, I didn't. I didn't and coach that, that team. I had that team, to be honest with you. I was there four years. We didn't make – the year I went there, they'd won four games. Wow. And I had a boy named Don Cooper, and we only had one or two players that could really play, to be honest with you. And Don Cooper was really great. He averaged 32, and we made the playoffs and all that stuff. But uh, the fourth year there, I made the top 20. But now when I left, Jamie Mayo and Carl Kilpatrick and uh, Calvin Nat was in my junior high program, and they were going in the ninth and 10th grade, and I came back to Ruston. In fact, uh, you might ask Coach Vine in this someday. Uh, they were 35-1, and one, and ask him who was that one loss to. I'll, I'll tell you, Ruston <laughs> High, Ruston High. And, uh, but Coach Vine took my place, and boy, what a great job he did do. We've talked about it with Summit or Gino making the transition or if they could have gone from the women's game to the men's game. You never considered it or never had an option or an offer to maybe perhaps do that? Oh, that was my goal when I came to Tech. I said I'd come to Louisiana Tech. I always had goals and really did and tried to achieve them the best I could. And one of them was to be the head men's coach at Louisiana Tech. So I came over here with the women for a couple of years and I thought that would help me get some college experience because I always say, well, we can't hire a high school coach in a college head job. So I, I came here for a couple of years, and um, uh, then we got to winning. My third and fourth year, we in the Final Four, win the national championship, and we win back-to-back -back national championships. And when the tech job came open, I tried for it, but Dr. Taylor was not going to let me go to the men because we were – and, you know, by that time, after that fourth, fifth, sixth year right in there, uh, I kind of warned it early. But then after we started winning, uh, it, it didn't mean as much to me, so kind of glad I stayed. It really became an event, too. I've seen the footage with the old man <coughs> and then here at the TAC, just the way that this you know, the region kind of responded to the program. Well, it, it was unbelievable. I mean, uh, the Memorial Gym, we'd have 5,000, 5,200, every minute seat. And, uh, in fact, we led the nation in attendance in around 83, 84, somewhere in there. And then, you know, people started having teams uh, and outdrawing us because of the size of the facility. But uh, 
let me tell you, those years with the fans just flocking out to see them, they had to wait in line to get in the gym, you know. And, uh, and, and that was just, you know, we moved over here to this facility, which is a great, beautiful facility, Thomas Simmons Center. But when you really think about it, if you if you were old enough to watch some of those games, that was some really good memories. Yeah. You're sitting up in the stands. I'm always curious. Are you able to watch it as a fan? Are you still breaking down the game and trying to, well, this is what I do, or perhaps this is the flow of the game? I think that I can do a little of both, but with Brooke here and uh, rooting for her so much, and uh, usually I try to watch the X and O parts of it. What are they doing defensively? What are they doing on offense? Uh, and then, yes, as a fan, uh, but uh, most of the time I like to sit where I'm not being bothered, so I can zero in on the game and, and enjoy it from that standpoint. A couple final questions. <coughs> uh, you leave here and you talk about how difficult it was and you wanted to go on, on a high note. Uh, Kim calls you with a, just an incredible opportunity. I, I've seen the video and the reaction. You won a national championship down there with her. What did that mean to you? Well, first of all, when I retired, those next three or four, Two or three years were really miserable. I didn't. I didn't. I don't have any. Uh, uh, golf was my only hobby. I don't hunt and fish, and I was really struggling. I was pretty, still fairly young, and I think I was like 57 years old. But <coughs> uh, I needed something desperately, and then when Kim called me and asked me to do that, believe me, it uh, was something that was good for me. I hope it helped her. I went three straight winters. I just would go during the season. That wasn't a 12-month job. I didn't have to recruit. And uh, But I got to coach Brittany Griner. I got to be out on the floor with those players. I got to teach. I got to work. And then during the game, I got to see her grow as a coach. And Kim Mulkey has really developed, as, as uh, to me, as good a coach in this country as, as we have. And I credit her and her efforts because she's always – uh, student of the game and a very hard worker but Kim saved me for those three years and I would have still been doing it but it was just it was 300 miles five hours I'd come home on weekend we didn't want to move our whole family because my granddaughters were here and I wasn't going to you know just get away from them totally but that really was, was good for me and I, and I really appreciated Baylor Baylor treated me well and I really think the people there at Baylor because uh I walk in the first day of practice, <coughs> I'm at center court, and Kim said, look, this guy wants to meet you down here. I said, oh, who is this first day of practice? I go down there, and it's Grant Taff, the used to be the legendary football coach. Now, Grant Taff wanted to meet me. Now, don't you know that made me feel good, but they treated me really well there, and I'll never forget that. Uh, coach, can you put into words what basketball has meant to you? Well, it's my life. I mean, you know, we all have to do something in our life that, uh, to be successful. Sports and basketball was my avenue. It may not be that for someone else. I understand that. But the one thing I tried, I really wanted to do this, and I want all our players that I coach, find something and be good at it. I don't know how good I was, but I know I was okay. And that pleased me. And uh, then I married well. My wife, Rachel, uh, 51 years, one daughter with grandkids, uh, Sophie and Ellie, and uh, uh, a son-in-law, Carl Poyak, who's just outstanding. So the family and basketball and tech, that, that was it. And overall, tech athletics, <coughs> seeing where it's gone and where it is today, you got to be extremely proud overall of the athletic program. Uh, Louisiana Tech, to me right now, we are really, to me, that the present Dr. Geis, uh, Skip Holtz, uh, Eric and, and Brooke and the basketball. All, to me, tech right now, it's unbelievable. The facilities we have and, uh, and what we're doing, uh, I, just, I just think it's a wonderful place to be, to play, to coach, to be around. And uh, I compliment all those people that are involved now because I'm removed from it. But they're doing a really good job. A Hall of Famer. Leon Barmore. I appreciate him uh, sitting down and doing that interview. He doesn't do it very often, but just some just some great stuff and really some uh, candid responses to uh, how his career kind of unfolded. And then, of course, hearing him talk about what he takes away from the likes of uh, John Wooden and Bobby Knight. Really some good stuff there. Some great stuff. 576 and 87 head coaching records. Amazing. Winning percentage of 869. <laughs> 
That's comical. Yes. Like that's that's not even believable. Yeah. That's crazy. 888-993-7762 is the Stuart Shelby State Farm hotline slash text line. We're back after this. The North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic is dedicated to helping you get back to your old self, maybe even better. Whether a sports-related injury or an accident in daily life has you sidelined, let the progressive all-star team of physicians, therapists, and professional staff at North Louisiana Orthopedic and Sports Medicine Clinic provide superior service and results. Visit us at MonroeOrtho.com to schedule your appointment at one of our three locations in Ruston, West Monroe, or 1501 Louisville Avenue in Monroe. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. My number two does not look like a number two. I don't know what to call it. Is there a number three? Table for four, please. Anything close to the restroom. Uh, a middle seat with these stomach problems? That's my fear of flying. Sound like you? If it does... You could be one of the many people with a digestive condition called exocrine pancreatic insufficiency, or EPI. Even if you don't know what EPI is, you might know the symptoms. Frequent diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain. If you have even just one of these symptoms, you could still have EPI, because not everybody experiences EPI the same way, which is why it's so important to open up to your doctor about all your symptoms. And the good news is, EPI is manageable, so don't keep a lid on it. Go to IdentifyEPI.com, complete the symptom checker, and use it to have a conversation with your doctor. Don't keep a lid on it. Visit IdentifyEPI.com. Brought to you by AbV. Grab another cup of coffee and keep tuned to The Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Ronnie Ward, Toyota of Ruston. All right, Jake, we got some business here. Uh, top 10 Thursday is just right around the corner. What's going to be our uh, subject this week? That's up to the people. All right. Top 10 Thursday on Thursday this week. Our, well, I'll, I'll throw out some, some ideas here. If you've got another idea, please text us, 888-993-7762. Let us know what you want us to talk about on Top 10 Thursday. The countdown. On the countdown. Um, so we've got, uh, I was thinking tomorrow's Valentine's Day, so top sports power couples mm. could be a good one, could be an mm. interesting one, a timely one. Um, so they both have to be involved in athletics. I yeah, think. oh yeah, they both have to be involved in so athletics. So Brady cannot win this with Giselle? <laughs> no. Although, they're the ultimate power couple. They are the ultimate power couple, but sports power couple. Hmm. So like uh, Zach Ertz and... Uh, the soccer player. <laughs> she gets no <laughs> the soccer player. I don't follow soccer that closely. I don't know her name. Julie. Julie, right? Is it Julie Ertz? I think right. that's her name. Julie right. Ertz. I hope it's Julie. Um, They're going to be your number one power couple. You <laughs> barely know right. her name. All right. Number one, and uh, okay. I just found out about them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, biggest NBA acquisitions. I was thinking this would be timely because of the whole – uh, you know, trade with with LeBron and, and the Cavs and all that. So, all right. biggest NBA acquisitions of all time. Um, I thought there was so much um, opposition for LSU signing class. I thought maybe best LSU signing class or maybe worst LSU signing class, whatever y'all want. And then I threw these two in there for you, Aaron, because I know how much you want to eventually get to these, which yeah. it might wait till the summer. But worst radio calls or best radio uh, calls. Yeah. So. That's just for you. Anyway, let us know. 888-993-7762. I will start the poll pretty soon. So if you've got a, a better idea, let us let us hear it. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter, correct? At Morning Drive 977. That's at Morning Drive 977. You can vote on there as well because the poll will go up at 8 o'clock. I don't think uh, Vegas has officially come out with the over and unders yet for the NFL for next year, but several people are trying to project what they will be. Thought we'd run through them uh, real quick. Some of the franchises, uh, the Browns, they have struggled and they have struggled mightily. But most believe the, the over and under for their win total next year will be four and a half. 
See, this is tough because you got to see what they do with the draft. Yeah. You got to see what they do with the draft. And how many tight games? I mean, did they have last year? They were competitive. They were well, yeah. I mean, they were competitive, but they still didn't win a game. Yeah. And so, four and a half. I don't know. I feel like maybe four and twelve is probably where I want to go uh, with them. So that, I guess I would lean with the under. But again, what if they make a big splash in free agency? You know, they've got some cap space, and then they pull off some really good draft picks. I mean, you never know. They could that could vault them to six wins. Mm. So I'm I'm hesitant. Like I want to wait and see what they do with the number one and number four picks overall. But uh, I'll I'll go with under just because they won no games yeah. last year. Seems like the safer bet. It is. The, it's the safe bet. Uh, but, you know. Then you got wild card franchises like uh, the Colts, and everybody continues to the status and the health of uh, Andrew Luck, setting that over and under for wins next year at a five and a half. That's another tough one. We don't know how healthy, if healthy at all, Andrew Luck will be. Yeah. Right? And new coach coming in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go under. Yeah. I'm going to go under. I just don't believe that. You know, until I see luck out there, I don't believe he'll be out there. So, uh, Tampa Bay, big things were expected out of them this year. It really didn't play out that way. They, we talked about Cleveland and the number of tight games they lost. Right, you look right. at the Buccaneers, uh, and games decided by a touchdown or la- less. They went three and seven last year. Most believe their projected win total for 2018 will be at six and a half. Mm. I would certainly think if uh, Winston is healthy, they can get a nice year out of him. I would take the over on that. I don't know though, Aaron. I mean, that division's so tough. Yeah. That's that's the problem. You know, you got the Saints who are going to be good again. You've got the Panthers and you've got the Falcons. You know, I I might go under yeah. just because that di- division is so tough. Uh, you do look at the Saints and what their over and under projected would be uh, next year. Uh, most think it'll be somewhere around nine and a half, and you would think that that would be pretty low considering the season that they just came off of. But you go back to your point just then, how tough the division is. Exactly. So I, I'm going to lean with under. Really? The six and a half? No, I'm the Saints at nine and a half. Sorry. Yeah. I thought you were still in the no, box. I was reading a text. Nine and a half. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting some text here. Uh, Saints at nine and a half, I think – I'm going to go over. Yeah. I think they can get ten wins again. I mean, the defense was young last year. You expect them to continue to improve. I think, you know – a lot of people are pointing out the fact that Drew Brees is going to be 39, yeah. and this is all assuming that they, they figure something out with him, and I, I'm i like 95% confident. I don't want to say 100% because we've seen crazier things yeah. happen in sports, but I'm 95% confident he's back with the Saints, right? Yeah. Uh, and other people were like, Alvin Kamara, he's not going to catch anybody by surprise this year. People are going to be prepared for him. Don't expect that you know average yard per carry yeah. to, to be the same. All those things considered, man, I still think this is a really good team. I, I still like the improvements they made on defense. And plus, you know, they go into this draft, you know, looking to add depth. I don't think they're looking to clog any any leaks in the sinking ship like we've seen the past couple of years. So, yeah, I, I'll take the 10 wins for sure. Uh, Cowboys at nine. Others that get climbing up here, considering what Philadelphia just did, and you look at the number of players that they lost this year. Uh, most believe their uh, over and under for wins will be ten and a half. Seems uh, about right. Yeah, this is about right. Where are you going? Over or under? Uh, I take the over. Yeah, I, I think so too. Uh, you get Carson Wentz back at healthy and full power. So this just shows you the difference between uh, the Patriots and everybody else. Uh, the Steelers and the Eagles projected at ten and a half. Uh, Patriots over and under at twelve. 12. I knew. I knew it was gonna be twelve. <laughs> yeah. A game and a half difference. I don't know. I think I might lean. Um, they're going to get Edelman back. They're going to be much healthier. You know, you're going to have Cooks. Uh, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to go under. I'm still going to go under. I'm going to say Tom Brady is still going to be really good. I don't think he's going to be great next year. I think old father time is going to Oh, it's start. finally going to catch up. I think up he's going to him. catch up to him next year. I'm not saying he's going to come out there and look awful, but I don't think he's going to go out there and have his MVP-type season that, that we saw this year. A couple of texts here on the Stuart Shelby State Farm, a hotline slash text line. Uh, what do we got here? We got, uh, we're got we asking for suggestions for top ten Thursday. 
Uh, somebody wants to know, Brandon Jones, but I'd like to know if you would draft your all-time greatest all-star high school football team just from North Louisiana. I like that one. That's that a would, good idea. That would be fun and difficult. How about uh, worst sports movies from <laughs> Dwayne? Worst sports movies? Uh, yeah, we could definitely do that one. Richie says, you can game plan for Kamara, but can you prevent him from making you look like a fool on the field? Mm. And Morgan says the Browns need Sonny Weaver Jr. to come to their draft room this year. And then Morgan says top ten sports movies. I have yet to watch that movie, Draft I, I I haven't watched it either. Huh. 888-993-7762. Coming up next, Gus Kattengill joins us for his weekly visit. Bottom of the hour, Louisiana Tech's Eric Conkle also will join us. The Morning Drive continues after this. Thanks for listening to the best of The Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.